0: Of Thunkers, this is the host of the Hooter Thunker podcast, Zeb. This is season two, episode 33. Thinking I might actually get rid of the seasons, just number them episode one, two, so on. Might be robbing myself of an episode 100 milestone. I don't know. Anyway, this is season two, episode 33 for now, titled Cocaine Hippos. Hope you uh enjoy this one. Got your attention with that title, didn't I? Now, before we get into the main event, the actual Cocaine Hippos, I want to do what I've been doing recently, the uh, recommendation segment. This recommendation segment is about a movie. Now, every once in a blue moon, I like to take myself on a me date. I used to go on them all the time when I was single. I'll wear whatever clothes I feel most comfortable in, pop on over to a Froyo place, and catch a movie that is playing in theaters all by myself. It's great. Now that I've found my lady Shannon, my fiance. Me dates don't happen as often. I'd rather go places with her instead of by myself. But this past weekend, she got invited to a baby shower, and I was like, have fun, honey. This guy's got a movie to catch. And it was rather glorious, I might say. I chose to see the new Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guy. And I plopped down in a big reclining movie theater seat with my Hawaiian shirt, white socks and sandals, and a large giant Coke Zero. The two hours that followed were hilarity-filled cinema fun. There were a few jokes, They got zero laughs from the theaters I was in. it was just, you know, they did not land. But the plot was modern. The references were refreshing. And Reynolds had me cracking up throughout the entire movie. His facial expressions alone were comedy gold. And it felt like people had fun making this movie, which, you know, that's always a good quality. If they have fun making it, it somehow always translates to the audience, usually. One of my biggest worries was that they would dumb down all the video game and technological concepts so that a larger audience could follow along but they walked a fine line of being general enough for non-gamers to get it and detailed enough for people like me who play video games all the time to not be bored. It was fun. Now, I like the movie Deadpool. Reynolds' comedic delivery doesn't get much better than Deadpool. Uh, However, it was nice to see him as a less sinister character and without a mask on his face, you know, covering up. Because like I said, his facial expressions are just comedy gold. They're great. So that's what I thought of Free Guy. You should check it out for yourselves. Um, It's in theaters right now. And now for the main event, the cocaine hippos. Now, I got your attention with that. Like I said, with that, that's a pretty good title. But uh, what's the title of this episode? What's it all about? Am I going to tell you the story of a hippo that came across a duffel bag filled with 76 pounds of cocaine that fell from the plane of a drug smuggler? No. Will I go into great detail about how that hippo ate said 76 pounds of cocaine? partied all night in the wilderness like a raged-out frat boy until his heart eventually exploded. No. No, I won't. That's not what this episode's about. Uh, Because that wasn't a hippo. It was a 176-pound black bear. (laughs) You heard me right. That is a very true story of a bear that came to be known as Pablo Esco Bear. Yep, that's an actual black bear that ate cocaine until it died in November of 1985. (laughs) That's not what this episode is about, though because uh, these co- these hippos didn't do cocaine, uh, but they are related to cocaine. Perhaps I'll do a podcast on the legendary black bear some other time. This is about the private zoo that was created in Colombia in the 1980s uh, by Pablo Escobar, uh, particularly the hippos uh, for, of that zoo and their bizarre story. This podcast episode is about the hippos that are still alive and did not die from overdosing on hardcore drugs that dropped out of the sky. <laughs> now, We've all heard of the drug kingpin from Colombia, who was known as the king of coke, Pablo Escobar. But in case you haven't heard of him, uh, watch Narcos on Netflix. No, um, I'll just give you some fun facts here. Pablo Escobar was born in Rio Negro, Colombia, 1949. His father was a farmer and his mother was a schoolteacher. In 1976, a 27-year-old Pablo Escobar married Maria Victoria. um, Pronunciation, Haneo Vallejo. Uh, Let's just go with that. Her name, she was 15 years old. Pablo was 27. To me, that's disgusting, uh, the age gap there. Someone who's in uh, just going into high school compared to someone who uh, can now rent a car because he's 27. Anyway, that age gap to me is weird, but to their culture, maybe it's not weird. I don't know. But that's not the most disgusting thing he ever did. Escobar was responsible for killing 4,000 people. Estimated including an estimated 200 judges and about 1,000 police, journalists, and government officials in the 1980s. Escobar's Medellin cartel was was responsible for 80% of all cocaine that was sent to the United States. 80%! That's 8 out of 10 cocaines sent to the U.S. in the 1980s. And if you know anything about the 80s, there was a lot of cocaine in the U.S. at the time. That's a lot of moolah. Some might even argue there was so much coke in the 80s in the United States, that influenced our television, our music, our fashion, our trends, and our pop culture as an as an overall. And that, because think about it, the eighties. You think of like vibrant colors, terrible hair choices, like mohawks and mullets, and yeah, that's, that's all thanks to cocaine. I'm thinking Escobar is said to have smuggled cocaine into plane tires. Depending on how much product pilots flew, they could earn as much as five hundred thousand a day. That's half a million in just one day for a pilot to be told, hey, just want you to fly this plane like you do all the time anyway. Um, Just don't let anyone change your tires or you're going to prison. 500,000. So much money. While the Escobar family was in hiding, Pablo's daughter, Manuela, got sick. To keep her warm, Escobar burned about $2 million. (coughs) That's so much money. Old Pablo spent about $2,500 a month on rubber bands. Why? Just to use it to hold his money. Rubber bands, which are a dime a dozen, he'd spend $2,500 a month. A month for rubber bands. <laughs> and he, I heard he was just burying it in, 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 the, in the ground because he had so much cash. He didn't know what to do with it. At his peak, he had earned $30 billion. And in the late 1980s, Colombian authorities seized some of Escobar's enormous fleet, including 142 planes, 20 helicopters, 32 yachts, and 141 homes and offices. His business was so big, so scrutinized, that in addition to the planes, helicopters, cars, trucks, and boats, he even bought two submarines for transporting his cocaine, cocaine into the United States. Submarines. Probably Soviet, if I had to guess. But maybe U.S. Once you learn all that about the man, the guy who had so much wealth and power and cocaine that he changed the U.S. culture for decades, it isn't hard to believe that he had his own private zoo. Because why not? You know, you're literally burying cash in your backyard because you don't know what else to do with it. Why not do the thing you've always wanted to do as a kid? Own a zoo. That'd be really fun. I bet his kids liked it. Although their owner was gunned down on a rooftop in Medellin, Colombia in December of 1993. That's how Pablo died. Spoiler alert, the hippos have managed to flourish in the Colombian environment. Fun fact, I was born in November of 1993, so there was about a month where I existed at the same time as Pablo Escobar. Wow! No, Escobar's private zoo, located on his beautiful ranch in Hacienda, Nápoles, housed about 200 exotic animals like kangaroos, elephants, ostriches, zebras, camels, and giraffes. Um, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. The ranch slash zoo was a luxurious country estate built and owned by Pablo Escobar that has since been transformed into a popular theme park with a water park and public zoo. Hacienda Nopoles, I think that's how it's pronounced, theme park is located about four hours east of Medellin, where Escobar is from, and it covers about 7.7 square miles. That's 20 square kilometers of land. That's a lot of land. That's not acres. 7.7 square miles. Back in the 1980s, Escobar imported one male and three female hippos to join his menagerie. Boy, what a lucky male. Upon his death, other species of exotic animals were relocated, but the hippos were left because they're hippos. They're freaking hippos. (laughs) They're too difficult to capture or transport because they're ginormous and really angry. They're they're (laughs) the natural world's a-holes, one of the most aggressive animals. The local authorities probably hoped the hippos would just die out on their own, but that didn't happen, because you'll find out later. Much like bears, hippos are depicted as cute and docile by cartoons and stuffed animal toys. Uh, But you should probably know that like a bear, uh, but even more so, the uh, hippos are one of the most aggressive species on the planet. Even more aggressive than bears. Hippos don't eat meat. They're herbivores, but they're extremely territorial. They are, like I said, they're a-holes. They're responsible for an estimated 3,000 deaths per year. That's according to a quick Google search I did. Other searches said much lower le- numbers, but 3,000 deaths per year is, is a lot and shocking, and we're going to go with that one. Females can get up to 3,300 pounds. That's a lot. And males up to 4,000 on average. That's the average weight. The big bull hippos can be over anywhere from 9.5 to 14 feet long and weigh from 5,000 to 8,000 pounds. Isn't that nice? The heaviest known hippopotamus hippopotamus, uh, was approximately 9,900 pounds. 9,900 pounds. That's a lot of hippo meat. They are big, they are tough, and they're mean. In their natural habitat of Africa, big cats such as lions and other animals like hyenas and crocodiles are the most common predators of the hippopotamus, hippopotamus, and particularly of the young and sick individuals. So. It makes sense. They're these big herbivores. They just lay around in the water all day. At night they get out and eat grass. And they live in Africa. Some of the most terrifying predators in the world live in Africa. So evolutionary, they evolved to be a-holes. Really aggressive. But nothing in South America is willing to take on the hippo. They have no predators. These hippos are taking advantage of an evolutionary opportunity, not just the predator thing, but the weather also helps. In Africa, the population of hippos is partly controlled by droughts that don't happen in Colombia. Colombia has water for days. Indeed, conditions in their South American home seem so ideal for the hippos that studies have shown they're reproducing at earlier ages. So They're getting busy even quicker. Population booming. These factors have led to the hippos thriving. Estimates range from 80 to 120 hippos now live in Colombia. It is the largest herd of hippos outside of Africa. So we started with four hippos. We're now... So as high as 120 hippos. It's a lot of hippos since the 90s. The descendants of these 44 hippos imported by Pablo Escobar are now spreading through one of the country's main waterways, the River Magdalena. Magdalena. I think that's how they say it. Last month, a study published in the Biological Conservation Journal said culling the animals was the only way to mitigate their environmental impact. Culling is a nice scientific way for, let's kill them. Make sure they don't make babies in some way or just kill them. Environmental scientists predict that as early as 2034, there could be 1,400 hippos in Colombia. That's Right now, it's 2021. 2034 is 13 years from now. Okay, 13 years. You go from 120 to 1,400 hippos. That's a problem. (laughs) They want to kill or castrate at least 30 hippos a year to stop such a population boom. Remember that goal. 30 hippos. They want to... (laughs) Castrate or kill 30 hippos a year to stop. That's their goal. 30 hippos a year. Kill or castrate. Scientists study the studying the hippos' environmental impact believe they could affect the local ecosystem in a number of ways, from displacing native species already under threat of extinction, like the manatee, or altering the chemical composition of waterways, which could endanger fisheries. Um, now, there are some studies that suggest that uh, the hippos might help the environment, too. But that was a National Geographic article. They kept requiring me to put an email in there, sign up for a subscription in order to read the rest of their research. So sadly, we won't be going over that information today <laughs> because I don't make money off this podcast. I'm not going to make a subscription, even to an awesome thing like National Geographic, because I don't make money. I'm not going to do that for this. So look that up on your own if you feel like it. Today, we're just going with what they could do bad to the environment. Fun fact, hippos poop a lot. They are big animals. They eat 88 pounds of food at night, every night. That's only 1.5% of their body weight, but it's still 88 pounds of food, and that translates to a lot of hippo poop. And that poop creates poop creates a algae blooms in the Colombian watershed, which messes with the ecosystem. It takes oxygen out of the water, creates a lot of shade. It's not good. It screws things up. It's what kills the fish. So it's a hippo poop that scientists believe will destroy local fisheries. So if these cocaine hippos pose such a large threat to the local environment, why aren't they dead yet? Well, there's the moral issue. These hippos didn't ask to be transported to Colombia by the king of coke, cocaine. But that is far from the biggest reason why these hippos aren't dead already. Uh, the local community loves these hippos. Um, they adore them. Remember how I said Pablo Escobar's ranch? The, uh, what is it? Hacienda um, Napoles? It was turned into an amusement park slash zoo. Well, these hippos are part of that attraction. They may, they're they one of the one of the main part of the attraction is they bring in a lot of money, a lot of tourist revenue so to a community that needs revenue, so getting rid of that probably wouldn't be financially good, economically good. Plus, the locals adore them. I mean, they're hippos. They're like their neighbors, It's like a cool mythical creature from Africa in South America, so they love them. It looks like Jurassic Park. I got pictures on the blog, people feeding croissants to hippos. I don't think hippos eat croissants, so that lady should probably put that down, but but yeah, they love their hippos. You can't just kill them. They may, they'd be like, "Scientists bad, hippos good." So the other option, instead of killing them, is castrate them. Now, just just think about this. We said <laughs> that you know, females three thousand three hundred pounds. The heaviest one ever weighed was nine thousand nine hundred pounds. Castrating something that big and that angry—it's going to be hard. That's easier said than done. Castrating them. Castrating your your pet dog or cat is very different from castrating or sterilizing a 4,000 pound hippopotamus, Hippopop, hippop, 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 pop, pop, pop. the BBC actually interviewed a veterinarian who helped with one of these procedures. I just, I just straight up copied and paid from the BBC article. So just because they, they interviewed a, a veterinarian, I wasn't going to mess with it. In 2009, Carlos, uh, Valderrama, Valderrama, there's two R's. I think you have to roll it when there's two R's. Valderrama performed a castration of a male cocaine hippo as part of an experiment to study, uh, Study options to control the growing population," quote Carlos said. "This the vet, Carlos the veterinarian said. We are taking about we are talking about an animal that can weigh five tons. He spelled tons t o n n e s. That might be the way he spelled it. I don't know, but we're talking about an animal that weighs five tons and very aggressive." Mister Valdarama said. Even though we had sedated the animal, it almost tipped the crane over just from sleeping. <laughs> Where the, the crane that we were using to help. With the procedure. It was like being with a dinosaur in Jurassic Park movie. That's what the... (laughs) Felt like he was in Jurassic Park. That's terrifying. Uh, The veterinarian said the main lesson of the experiment was that castration alone was simply not an option, especially considering the $50,000 bill. That's 36,000 pounds, uh, UK pounds, but it's $50,000 just to castrate one. Official government statistics show only four animals underwent sterilization between 20, 2011 and 2019. So eight years, they got four animals sterilized. Remember how I said, to remember that goal? They wanted to get 30 a year. No, <laughs> they got four in eight years. So it's not working out. Many of these hippos live in the wild. It is simply not possible to reach all of them easily. Meanwhile, they will keep on reproducing, Mr. Valderrama said. From 2011 to 2019, four males were castrated, two females sterilized, but this does not seem to have an important impact on reproduction. There have been no fatalities in Colombia. Um, so like other issues that they're causing, that's not just eco- ecosystem or ecological. They also, you know, are terrorizing people. They haven't killed anyone yet, but last May local media reports um, that a farm worker was seriously injured by a hippo in a near the town near Hacienda, Napoles. still there was a massive public outcry when Colombian army, soldiers gunned down the hippo named Pepe. What a great name for a hippo. In 2009, after it was deemed a threat to local communities, it was enough to lead authorities to make hippos legally protected, which is an obstacle to any plans to call them. So they had to call in the army to kill this thing because he roughed up a, a farmer. Now, you know what I think? Humans aren't going to be able to fix this issue. The deed is done. Escobar brought over four hippos, and now hippos live in a South America, period. They're hippos. You let them get to like 80 to 120, what are you going to do now? It's just like there's no way we're ever going to get rid of the coyote. You cannot, humans will not be able to like decimate the coyote population. We're not going to be able to get rid of these hippos. Uh-uh. Will, it, will they be, you know, hippos in South America, will it be bad for the environment? I don't know. It depends on what you consider bad, you know? Will things change? Will it change the environment? Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, but these are hippos we're talking about. These things can weigh more than a Ford F-150 pickup truck, for Pete's sake. On the blog, I did a Google search of how much F-150 ca- or weighs 6,000 to 7,000 pounds. Some of the F-250s weigh 10,000 pounds. Remember, the heaviest hippo ever weighed was 9,900 pounds. So what I'm trying to make is you're trying to get rid of 120 hippos, animals that weigh as much as a pickup truck a big pickup truck and you're not trying to you're trying to either kill them or castrate them i don't the castration thing sounds like a logistic nightmare um but killing them also sounds really difficult how are you going to find them in the end these hippos will continue to be part of this ecosystem they may even spread farther across the americas in the centuries to come that is if we humans don't destroy the natural world beyond saving before they can do so my point is that environmentally speaking we've got much larger problems on our hands sea levels are rising global temperatures are getting higher each year the ice caps are melting and california is like perpetually on fire just like australia so i say we focus on some of those issues first and then maybe circle back to the pesky cocaine hippo issue um i guess that's easier said than done because i don't live in columbia you know when i take my dog out to take a, a leak there's not a eight pound animal right outside my door if there, if there was, maybe I would change my tune. But the way I see it, leave the hippos go. We have other stuff to worry about. Thanks for listening to Hootah Thunker Podcast. Had to use the uh, my backup mic because my regular mic is not working so well. So sound quality might go down from here on out, but I can't help it. I have to buy a new wire or buy a new $70 microphone. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tune in next week as well. Hope you like cocaine hippos. Cocaine. Feel free to shoot me over a suggestion, any topic you might think, even if it's stupid. I did the NASCAR one, thought it'd be stupid, had a fun time making that episode. My buddy Velcro told me to do it. So, Thanks for listening, Hootah Thunkers. Check in next week.